Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Online here with Pro Wrestling Enforcer Podcast, and we are back. Finally, we are back, and I'm talking to my co-host Chris Grams on the show. And Chris, we had a short break uh, from doing the podcast. I mean, we haven't done it in a few weeks, so on your mind. I mean, the last time we talked about it was Warrior Wrestling in September, and um, you know, since then we've had Shimmer, The Collective, at Shimmer at the Collective, uh, Black Label Pro, that I, uh, a show that I was excited to go to and I went to uh, for Turbo Graps, and also Black Label Pro, Threat Level Midnight. Um, we now have news that MLW is uh, returning, ROH is returning. So in the past month that we, we didn't do the podcast, just so much has been going on. So first of all, how are you doing, my friend? And of course, you know, I'm hanging back. in there. Just yes. been... Hanging in there, just been keeping my mind off of everything going on in the world, trying to be stress-free, living the spiritual life, as you guys know, very much into that. Just living my life and making sure that I'm getting good wrestling content, trying to find good wrestling content to talk about, and we are back. We are back with a literal impact, with Bound for Glory coming up. Yes, Bound for Glory that is, 2020. And there that won't is be a not, Yes, this is not a drill. It is an impact in the impact zone, and we are getting Bound for Glory. Definitely, man. Well, and, let's talk about the matches real quick. Um, the big match uh, that, of course, is the main event, Eric Young versus Rich Swan. I think that's going to be an exciting matchup. But let's start with the very first match that they announced is the Call Your Gauntlet match. Uh, Keith, Rhino, Hernandez, AC Romero, Larry D, Tennille Dashwood, Kaya Valkyrie, Brian Myers, Tommy Dreamer, and Havoc. So there's a lot of women in this matchup. <laughs> and uh, and I think in, in fact, there is. Unlike, unlike AEW, unlike, um, you know, WWE, NXT, they are not shying away from being a pretty, a, a pretty much a mainstream promotion. I mean, being on a, a, a mainstream cable network, they're not shying away from intergender matches. They do it often, not quite, but but they're, they are, they, they've had them before as well. And this is not the only intergender match on this card. No. So what do you, do you think of that? I am excited. You're taking some great women's wrestlers and putting them in the ring with some great male wrestlers and saying to the world, we don't need to follow a script. We can do this on our own and we can deliver good quality matches. And you've got girls like the killer death machines in there. You've got Tennille Dash 
Valkyrie in there. That's some high card women's talent, if you ask me. And then you've got guys like Larry D and AC Romero, one hell of a tag team. And I say that truthfully. And this Call Your Shot Gauntlet match is going to be amazing. It's something that I think we would not see intergender wrestling and impact wrestling. Granted, we know the drama in the wrestling world. I'm going to leave that out of there. But I'm going to say the catalyst of how this all started was Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. Ever since those two, we've been seeing more intergender wrestling and impact wrestling. That's true. I'm excited for the match. Uh, if, I, I don't know who's going to win this one, to be honest. You know, last year at Call Your Shot uh, Gauntlet, it was more like a battle royal. So this one is just a, is this a ladder match? Or is this just, is the same thing? Is it going to be a battle royal? I have not heard the details of the match yet. It's been hyped up in special promo packages. The competitors have talked about it. It's online. It was on the show. They were talking about it just everywhere. As far as anything else, I don't know what the rules and stipulations are to the extent. But I'm not going to call a winner in this either. There's a reason why. Any one of those people could walk out of that match as the winner. What we need to do is just sit back and watch the masterpiece that we're about to get. Because they picked some of the best talent they have available to them and put them in one ring and that's it. Definitely. Well, I think it's going to be a fun one. I think there's still more competitors to be uh, uh, announced because, you know, Trey Miguel isn't a part of the uh, Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory as far as I see. Oh, no, he is. He's in the X Division. So we don't see the other guys from... um, the Rascals there. And so I, I would assume this is going to be more like a battle royal. That's who they have announced already. So I think there's still going to be – there's going to be surprise, some surprises too. Because Call Your Shot was a gauntlet match. So that means it's like a battle royal. One guy comes yes. in after the other. Yeah, so I, this is only the tip of the iceberg as far as we can tell. Uh, the next match is Ken Shamrock, Eddie Edwards. I'm interested in this matchup because – what jumps out of me is will Dan Severn make an appearance? Now, why am I saying that? Eddie Edwards is uh, good friends with Dan Severn and, and trained yes. with Dan Severn uh, for his match against. Um, wasn't Dan Severn in the corner of Eddie Edwards when he took on his best friend? He took on Davy Richards for the ROH title. Yes, he was. I yes. was fortunate enough to watch that when I was younger, and. Eddie Edwards gets his submission style and striking style from a mix of Dan Severn and Mitsuhara Misawa. Now, that's two great strikers and two great submission artists in their craft. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this, too, because I thought it was Callahan who attacked Eddie Edwards. We saw the buildup. We were wondering if it was Eric Young. We were wondering if it was Callahan or Shamrock. It's Shamrock who attacked him, and he wants blood. Edwards is tasting blood in the water. And I don't know what's going to happen. 
again, I've brought this up so many times in every show, but I'll bring it up until it, we get a resolution. Callahan and Edwards' rivalry never finished off. Could this be the prelude to a finish? Who knows? Yeah. Could no. Shamrock be the catalyst for some sort of finish? Could Ed, could Callahan be using Shamrock as bait? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't know the answers. Let's not forget, Callahan is a smart guy. He's a very psychological guy like Raven. He'll use the people around him to get what he wants. It's not going to be a tag, you're it type of match. There's going to be a lot of psychology buildup, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Dan Severn. I mean, I was alluding to because that was back at Final Battle 2011. Eddie Edwards uh, had Dan Severn in his corner when he took on Davey Richards for the Arrow title. Yes, he did. Right. So we could see that happen again. I know Um, Severn. And Kala and sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying when I look at this matchup though, um, uh, I think it's like a dream match just because like one guy is is just a legend in Ken Shamrock. And how about the news that the Ken Shamrock will be inducted in the Hall of Fame by Dwayne Johnson, The Rock? That is shocking and surprising. And all I've been seeing, all I saw when that news broke out on the internet wrestling community. The IWC, the forums, the groups, everything is is The Rock working with Impact Wrestling. No, he's already alluded to the fact that he's not. All he's He's doing. He's not going to be there in attendance. He's going to be there virtual. All he yes, and all he said he was doing was inducting a good friend of his who gave him a rub and got his career started. And if we think about it, he's not wrong. If Shamrock had not entered that feud with Rock early in his career, he never would have skyrocketed the way he w- the way he did afterwards. That's so, all it is is one good friend being there for a friend of his to give him what he properly deserves, which, let's face it, Shamrock should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. For Impact or WWE? For both. I agree. I think you should already be in WWE. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, Eddie Edwards on this match, though. That's my I bet. think I'm going to as well. Yeah. I think that no how- Shamrock's last of his, of his uh, rejuvenated career. Yes, I think he's entering the last leg of it. I think we'll see a retirement. After this, yes. work honestly, if you ask me, I feel like this is going to be his last match, and then he's going to enter the Impact Hall of Fame, and then he's going to retire. Um, next up, we've got, of course, Moose versus EC3, and this all started a fallout for Slammiversary, and uh, EC3 attacked Moose that was after Slammiversary. Uh, these two do not like each other one bit, and it's all over... Th- over this Impact Wrestling title. However, this is not for the Impact Wrestling title. Or the, what is it called? The end up TNA Wrestling Championship. Yes, it is the defunct. Right. It's, it's, it's now uh, 
retired again, from what I heard. Yes. But EC3, I like the new character. It's it's uh, reminiscent to me of a couple different things. It reminds me of like uh, AJ Styles when he turned heel. Remember when AJ Styles like left and had enough of the company of Impact, and then when he came back and started attacking people, he started driving a motorcycle. Well, he was, I remember was driving, that. Remember he started wearing the hoodie and he had the long, the, the look kind of like similar to what he has now. So it reminds me of that as well. And it also reminds me of another uh, good, good character that was in WWE. I'm trying to think who it was. But it, it kind of reminds me of a, of a similar situation to both of those characters. Like he just shows up. He's like ominous. He attacks a person and he kicks ass and then he leaves and and just like it was pretty cool like I got to see him at uh, Bound for Glory he actually came through from the outside instead of through the curtain like everybody else was so he is he's a he's a, he is an in, in enigma is EC3 now totally different and he has shedded his 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 alter ego you know what I mean this is different now uh, I he really shedded like, the go ahead no I'm just saying I, I really like EC3. I really liked his new uh, how he is now. I mean, I always liked him. I always thought he was a great wrestler, but now he's more better than ever. I uh, agree. You know, like we said, it's going to be a cinematic match, you know? Yes. Uh, more like more like what we've seen before in the past for Impact. They're the ones who originated, and WWE kind of followed it. And so... I think it should be an interesting match, especially with an undisclosed location and um, as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't know what sure. exactly what's going to take place, but it'll be interesting. Definitely. And I think it's going to be an exciting night for professional wrestling and probably one of the most fun events that they're, you know, they're going to do. And the most fun matches, like it's going to be violent, it's going to be insane, and obviously the mind games will be uh, played by EC3. Like I said, such a diverse character, you know. I, I try to think back of of what he reminds me of, of different characters that he reminds me of, you know, that I, I used to see in WWE and WCW, and um, none really come to mind. I, I feel like it's kind of, like I said, I knew it too. It's like it's AJ Styles when he went kind of dark and he went kind of off the beaten path, you know what I mean, and did his own thing, started showing up and giving people the Styles clash and leaving. Remember that whole point when he was wearing like a, a hoodie and a, and a leather jacket? Kind of reminds yes, me of, you I know, remember. He, he literally just comes out of nowhere, attacks someone, and then leaves without explanation. Um. Almost like, you know, if you, if you think about it, kind of like what The Fiend's been doing, too, from WWE. Just, like, come out of nowhere, attack them, and then kind of, like, playing, like, mind games as well. Yeah, I, I'm quite familiar with what he's been doing lately. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the best that WWE has to offer now is what they're doing with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. But we'll talk about that for another podcast. But, yeah, I just feel like that's that overall theme of, of darkness. Like, he's a real dark character now is EC3. You know, God is like the, the Jersey Shore lovable EC3, you know what I mean? The original one. Right. And, you know, he's had the spike here. Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's kind of like, you know, definitely one, 
like a solid dude. You know what I mean? Stoic. Yeah. Is the word. Stoic. He's very stoic. Gone uh, is the. Gone is the Playboy character. Gone yes. is the millionaire one percenter Dixie Carter's nephew. Definitely. And then you have Moose. And uh, tell us about Moose, man, because Moose is that guy who came in to Impact Wrestling from ROH. He had a lot of, you know, um, a lot of steam going there. Moose has a big win over Ken Shamrock a year ago at the Bound for Glory 2019. Uh, since then, we really haven't seen anything stable for Moose, except when he won the, the – when he didn't win, but he just all of a sudden appeared – with the uh, TNA title. And what's your thoughts on that? I think from what I've heard, from what I've heard, and this is not, this has been kind of confirmed, but also shot down, is the whole TNA title bit was, they were trying to bring back, because I heard that Anthem wanted another wrestling program. Moose was right. supposed to be the TNA world champion because they were going to bring TNA back as a separate roster. Now mm-hmm. this can't be denied or confirmed. This would have to be something that the guys in Anthem like Scott Diamore and Don Callis would have to tell you. But from what I've heard, that's what the plan was. It was interesting, but I don't know if it really worked. I yeah. mean, it felt like it was just saying, here you go, here's the title. This way you'll never get the Impact World title, but we'll give you this one as a consolation prize so you can have something to hold on to and say you actually won it even though you didn't. That's true. And I I, I think that, you know, he having that belt kind of brought like a nostalgia back and he started automatically feuding with the TNA guys, you know? He started like Chris Cash, Suicide, you know, guys that either were, held the TNA title originally or were, you know, during that time. And um, uh, S- Scott Steiner. Wasn't he supposed to have a big match with Scott Steiner? They were talking. That was supposed to happen, but I guess um, during the time Steiner was in the middle of closing his restaurant in Georgia. Oh. He, okay. uh, he had a restaurant, but it's closed down now due to uh, the current pandemic. Right. I know that was the rumor, but never formulated. Yeah, man. I, I really wish that TNA Homecoming pay-per-view happened, and it sucks that it didn't happen, you know? It does. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get an answer for why it didn't happen. It was in the cards. It was supposed to happen. It was literally advertised. Matches were booked. But it disappeared. Right. It's actually no place like home. That was the match. It was yes. supposed to be, and it was supposed to be an ultimate X match and um, King of the Mountain match. Yes. I don't know and if they had any of the matches announced, but it was like three weeks out. It got canceled. I know that D'Lo Brown and Mr. Anderson were supposed to be the aces and aces. They did have the matches already booked. They did. They were working on a big Aces and Eights comeback. And right around this time, I don't know if it leads to conjecture, but Bully Ray was actually just released from a Ring of Honor around the time that this whole TNA reunion 
show was supposed to come around. So it did lead to that, but somewhere along the way, it got dropped. I don't know if it was a good move or a bad move, but if you ask me, it's going to help solidify future talent for them, but also keep that namesake where it belongs. Right. Definitely. And I I think that it's going to be interesting because right now you said the Impact title is no longer on the line in this matchup. This is just going to be a personal fight between these two. Yes. Um, from what the storyline goes, EC3 somewhere like got rid of the TNA World Title somewhere or threw it out or something. From well, what I've heard, kind of hijacked Jimmy Jacobs and, and, and brought him for an interview into his lair. That's yes. what I saw this recent. I did see this recent week uh, episode of Impact Wrestling, and uh, that's what had happened. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, EC3 wins this match. I think the mind games will play into his favor and i think this is like his this is going to be his actual official match since coming back yeah and let's keep in mind that outside of tna or impact wrestling as we'll call it impact wrestling as it should be he is not contracted to impact wrestling he is solely a freelancer he's already been announced that he is going to work some dates in ring of honor so he's not going to be signed with anybody. He's going to be working wherever he pleases. So right. is this the last we see of EC3? Maybe. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who where the cards lie. But I'll give this one to EC3 as well. I don't... Yeah, definitely. He's got I, the advantage. It makes sense. you got to take advantage of this guy, you know, being your promotion. And he's going to be wrestling multiple places. And it's yes. not... Oh, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what EC3 does in 2021. I think, you know, this is kind of like the rebirth, if you will, and getting to see him in action at Black Label Pro. I love it, a new moveset he has, which is, you know, pretty much he hasn't gone away from his core. He's more of a power, you know, power guy, but he's got some nice moves, man. I like the way he finishes the guys off, too. He's a nice yes, finish. Yes, he does. Yeah, I don't know. And- is that a brand new finish? The DDT that he does? Oh, he did a submission hold. Oh, no, he has a new submission hold, but he also has a DDT for a finisher now. Oh, yeah, yeah, that he does too. Yes, great so he's got a couple of them. Him and Travis Titan had a great matchup at uh, at the uh, second event for Black Label Pro. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. It was a great. They had match. a nice, solid match. It was. It yes. was a hot. It was a beefy match for sure. Yeah, and I think over younger talent, uh, the local talent as well. Yes. I he, think we're gonna see. I think the EC3 of old is gone. He's not coming back. No matter how many people want it, what happened in WWE killed that character. Yes. So he had to reinvent himself. Definitely. I can't wait to see more of him. Uh, he's definitely enigmatic, you know. I mean, very dark character, and I can't wait to see more of him moving forward. And that's I what you have to do in the business. You have to kill your old character to become someone new. Almost. Yes. You know. Yes. It's happened. We've seen it actually happen. The storyline, and and that's that's what you have to do. You know. We what I mean? saw it with Eddie Edwards. Yes. When Edwards got hit with a bat by Callahan, he went from being the 
straightforward Japanese style, American style wrestler to a what appears to me a version of Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. So yeah, he killed his character to make it work. He did. It's, That's what you have to do. You have to keep innovating because you yes. know wrestlers that you know they they've got to be able to do that. They've got to be able to you know look the appearance. The moves only go so far. You have to change up. It's, change the appearance as well. It's got to be the whole thing. Look at Moxley. We're going to go off topic for a moment, guys. Yeah. Look at John Moxley, for example. Yeah. He looked like he was a car mechanic, but now he looks like he's got it all. Yeah. He changed everything he did, and he built himself up differently, killing his former character to bring in something new. And this is something that we want all of you aspiring wrestlers to listen to because I was once an aspiring professional wrestler. Character evolution is very important. That's the first thing you're going to find out. Kill that character to create a new one. Definitely. You always need to have more than two characters, is what I was told, in your back pocket. Next up, we're going to go on to the uh, X Division Championship, the six-way intergender scramble match. Rohit Raju versus Chris Bay versus Jordan Grace versus TJP versus Trey versus Willie Mack. And on this past episode of Impact, last night's episode, um, Jordan Grace was awesome in that matchup. It was a six-man tag with all six competitors. And Trey Miguel got the pinfall over Rohit Raju. So that was pretty badass. Yes, he did. Yeah. I think I think Trey Miguel might be the guy they're going to pull the trigger on. Mm-hmm. They've already got enough heat on Rohit that they could pull the trigger on Trey. By the way, if you're listening to Trey Miguel, congratulations on winning the Warrior Wrestling title Definitely. a few weeks back. Very glad to hear you won. And I think he might be the guy, but let's not forget, Jordan Grace just entered the X Division. There hasn't been a female who ever entered the X Division picture like this. It was supposed to happen originally with Gail Kim back in the early to mid-2000s, but that never happened. So this is the first time. So could she be the one to win? I don't know. Could it be Trey Miguel? I don't know. My top pick, though, I would say Trey Miguel. It's going to be interesting, though. I'm not going to call a shot on it. Well, actually, um, to correct you, Tessa Blanchard, she was in the X, competed for the X Division title. Oh, yeah, and that's right. Glory, yeah. That's right. She had a feud with um, with uh, uh, Chris, Jay Christ. So Yes, you're yeah, right. We, I should. we haven't seen Russell uh, yet. We haven't, we've seen him in AAW, but I don't know what his contract is for, a, uh, for Impact because I haven't seen him there. Um, it all has to do with the, um, and this is a bit of a fresh wound, so I'm not going to try and open it up. It Uh, has to do with the whole speaking out movement. uh, The whole movement itself in general kind of put a delay. That was, that was, that was let go. Not Jake. Yes. But Jake has some, but Jake's gym was working with rockstar pro, which is a part which works with impact wrestling. And his gym no longer works with Rockstar Pro. 
So there could be some backstage heat with him and Callahan. I don't know. He hasn't talked about anything about this yet. There's really nothing coming from him anywhere to say what's going on. Could he be done with Impact? I I don't know. Well, I know he was he's part of AAW now. Uh, still, when they when they made the return last month, and um, for as far as this match, I could see Trey Miguel win it. I could also see them putting on Jordan Grace. You know, this is saying it's the first ever women's uh, X division champion. I could see them doing that too. And for some reason, why I see them doing that is no matter how you feel about her as per as a person, as a wrestler, Jordan Grace is a powerhouse. Yeah. I don't see many female wrestlers like her in the States that are a powerhouse like she is. That could be a good move. And let's remember, the X Division has no gender, has no weight class. Anyone can be in there. So it could be Trey's moment or it could be Jordan's moment. My two picks are those two. Same here. They're going to be Trey, Miguel, or Jordan Grace, I guess. I think it's going to be a crazy match. And Chris Bay, who's a former X-Division champion, and TJP. Is TJP a former X-Division champion or no? As manic he was when he was as manic. And Willie Mack and Rohit Wanju. So the only two that were in Impact X-Division champions are Jordan Grace and Trey Miguel. Which could be the reason, and I believe, that they're going to pull the trigger on them. If Let's you had to remember, go with one, who are you going to go with? If I had to pick, yeah, I'm going to say Trey Miguel. I am a huge fan of his work. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jordan Grace. Always. <laughs> I just see Jordan Grace coming out on top, but we'll see. Uh, next up we got to talk about is the Tag Team 4-Way Championship. Um, the Motor City Machine Guns. For the champions versus the Good Brothers versus the North and versus Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Uh, obviously, the Machine Guns, you know, surprised everybody when they came back in Slammiversary. And then they went on to take on the North on Impact and deem them for the tag team belts. Uh, yes. You know, since, since then, uh, the Good Brothers have been involved. Uh, Ace Austin, Madman Fulton kind of just started a tag team out of nowhere. Um, it's interesting. I, I really like this match. I think that uh, the Machine Guns are definitely, you know, the team to beat right now. But I'm also leaning towards the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, to win the Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles. Uh, when you look at this match, who do you feel is going to come out? If you ask me, I'm going to throw you curveball. I'm going to say that it's going to be either the North or it's going to be Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Now, hear me out on why Ace Austin and Madman Fulton or the North. Now, hear me out on one of these two. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton are a brand new team, but they've got some sticky fingers and sly moves to the point that they're going to, one of these days, they're going to be called the Shawn Michaels and Diesel of their generation. And that's because they've got so many similarities and they know how to work together very well as two very sniveling heels who will do whatever they have to. The North, let's face it, those guys have been a tag team for years now. 
the longest-running Impact Tag Team Champions, the walking weapon Josh Alexander and all-ego Ethan Page. Those guys are not a tag team to mess around with. I don't know who's going to walk out of this match a winner, but I believe it's going to be the North or Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. Yeah. I think it's going to be an exciting matchup. Um, it is. I think it's either going to be the Good Brothers or the Motor City Machine Guns. And if I have to choose, I am going with the Machine Guns to retain. I think they will retain. I don't know the extension of how their contract works. I know that some of the talent who are belt holders are contracted. By the way, quick moment. Let's congratulations to Diona Perrazzo for getting signed to a long-term deal with Impact Wrestling. Yes. They just picked up one of the best straightforward women's wrestlers of this current time period. Yeah. So we'll see what happens as far as the tag match. The Good Brothers are signed long-term. They want to retire in Impact. Could they walk out with the titles? Sure. I don't know the extension of the machine guns and their contract. If they're on a contract or if they're paid appearance. They could be holding the belts until the Good Brothers grab them or somebody else. We'll that, see, though. Yeah, the Good Brothers are eventually going to win the Impact uh, Tag Team Championships. From what I've seen and what I've heard and when I listened to them doing their show, Talk and Shop, they are signed with Impact for long term, and they plan on retiring there. So we will see. Uh, next up, we are going with um, the Impact Knockouts Championship, Yana Perrazzo and Kylie Ray. And, and you, you, you know, just to give that backstory, I know Kylie Ray, she won the, the Gauntlet Battle Royale match at, uh, or Gauntlet match for the Knockouts number one contendership. Yana Perrazzo that same night captured her first championship, I believe, her first major championship in the uh, in the knockouts title. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, in her career, I don't think I think she's had some independent promotion titles, but never like a major title has she held. I don't even think she held the Ring of Honor Women's title. No, I, I know the story behind the Women of Honor title, and I'm not going to get into it. But there was some politics played in that. Oh, I think that this is going to be an exciting match. Like you said, this may steal the show. And, you know, they're both very, very good at what they do. And I, I believe they're going to steal the show. Yeah, I, I saw Deanna against Billy Starks in a rare appearance because this is one of her only appearances besides being an impact. And she said she actually pulled out of the collective because she wanted to make sure she was ready for the championship match and didn't want to have to take any unnecessary risk. Yes. And I think that was a smart move, but here's the problem. We've seen a side of Kylie Ray that we've never seen before. As of recently, what's going to happen. I don't know. All I know is when that smile leaves her face, that's a problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've seen that in many matches before too. Yes. And I, I think they're both, you know, phenomenal. They are basically 
they are impact knockouts. And this is what the division is about. You know, two great female wrestlers like them. They're going to steal the show. And uh, they're going to be, you know, if, if you guys have ever seen any of their prior matches, you know what you're in store for. Mikaira, yeah. freelance. She's the freelance champion. She's also was the independent uh, wrestling. Uh, she uh, Black Label Pro Midwest champion. She was a former champion of that as well. I know she's held various different independent wrestling promotions titles and had a number one contendership for the Rise, Phoenix of the Rise title as well. But this is going to be, you know, what a culmination of her, her career, you know, in you just realize she just signed with Impact six, seven months ago. And, to a long-term uh, deal. Yes. yes. And so I think that, you know, that might be the culmination that she could work out for the top. But for Perrazzo, I don't see it happening. I think Yana Perrazzo is going to walk in there and she is going to handle her business. She can take her bumps like the rest of them. I think Yana has a lot of time to make up for, for the fact that WWE didn't even use her for a, about a year and a half. No, they promised her a contract where she would be in a women's title match within two years' time. She was basically buried. And I think she's making up for lost time. Impact was definitely the place that that she was going to be uh, used the most. And I think it was a smart idea for her to come in and really just change the whole landscape of the women's division. Let's not forget she has Kimberly in her corner. And Kimberly uh, is yes. a friend until when? Until Kimberly can find herself getting a chance at her title. It's, it's a all facade. Yes, we all know it's that. It's all facade until then because if you guys have seen Kimberly's indie work, she is a heel. She yeah. is a natural heel. She uses people to her advantage until she gets that right moment and that right window of opportunity. Don't be surprised if she does something. And don't be surprised if Sue Young comes back, too. Oh, yes, that's true. You never know. know. I've seen a lot of things happening between those four. And that's Susie, Sue Young. Yes, the bloody undead bride. She will return. We've been seeing shades of her recently. This to be her, her day of reckoning. On uh, Diana Perrazzo and Kimberly, we will see. But I think, with that aside, I think if they just have a straight one-on-one match, it'll be awesome. Um, I, I actually don't remember these two wrestling each other. Oh, they did wrestle each other once. They wrestled each other at the, um, I think it was called Knockouts um, Rise. Rise of the Knockouts. Yes, yes I remember that. You know, that was like four years ago. They yes. were on that matchup, that show. That was an Impact Rise Coalition show. Right. That's why it was called that. All right, I didn't have a chance to go there. I was actually doing something else at the time, but yeah. I missed it too, but it was a good show. That's the only time they've ever faced each other. It's been years since they've seen each other alongside each other in Squared Circle. We've seen how Kylie Ray's been getting angry and her temper has been mounting even higher. And we've seen how Deanna Peraz is handling this like a heel t- champion. So I yeah. think if we get a straightforward match, we're still going to get something good. But if there's a few surprises, okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a fun match. 
exciting match. And um, I can't wait. I think it's going to be definitely going to be the one that I'm looking at. I mean, I thought Deanna Peraza had a great debut against Jordan Grace. And when she beat Jordan Grace, then she had the rematch, which was an Iron Woman match, 30 minute. I thought that was a fun match. That was really good, too. And, um, you know, she's just killing it. So I'm going with Yana Prazo for the, for the submission arm bar. I don't, think it's gonna, I don't know if it's going to be fair, but I think she gets it done. How about you? I don't think it'll be fair either, but here's the problem. I don't see Kylie Ray wanting to lose this match by any means necessary. And we've seen how good she is when it comes to submission-style wrestling. If you guys have ever seen, and I will always recommend this match, Mercedes Martinez, Kylie Ray. No rope submission match. Go yes. look it up. Go watch it. Amazing. That'll show you everything you need to know. Yeah, I believe that's an amazing matchup. And will you you're going with Kylie Ray or Deanna? Yes, I am. Kylie Ray is my pick. We'll see, man. I think Deanna keeps on the belt just a bit longer. We'll see. Yeah, Every I mean, I just, I just like to see her just drop the belt after one big title defense, you know? That might be a little bit too quick, but we'll see. Definitely. Uh, so then that's going to lead us to, let's see here. We are going to be talking about the uh, main event. Eric Young, the world-class maniac, versus Rich Swan. And there's a history about this. This all started anniversary in a matchup for the TNA the Impact, I'm sorry, Impact Championship. Eric Young came in as the uh, the special competitor that was unannounced. Rich Swan, Trey Miguel, Eddie Edwards. I believe all those was the four or five people that were, or and Ace Austin. Five way, they were all in this matchup, in this main event together. And Eric Young definitely went after Rich Swan. Was it after the match? He injured him. It was right after. Yeah. I believe it was right after, and. There's a bit of a history of a bad blood between those two. Take it for what you will. They've been attacking each other recently. Um, Eric Young has been a great world champion. Been a great world champion so far. Rich Swan has nothing to lose but everything to gain. Yep. So, could we see him pull out a win? Maybe. I'm going to go with Eric Young. I think if Eric Young does what he does best, which is throw him off, he's going to have think, an easy time making that match. I think it's going to be an emotional match for Rich Swan. He's going to bring a lot of emotion into this one, uh, knowing that Eric Young took him out for a past couple few months. He was gone for like three and four months. So he, it's going to be revenge is going to be on his mind. And Eric Young, who is a master of manipulation, you know, he beat. Eddie Edwards in that matchup, one-on-one, the first time, you wouldn't think that he was going to go ahead and, and beat him for that championship, and he did. Um, that shows you Eric Young. He's got the veteran. He's got the mind. He knows how to play those mind games. And uh, he's definitely a dangerous person in that ring, man. When you go one-on-one with a guy with that much experience, a former TNH heavyweight champion, uh, it's tough, and I think Rich is going to be a lot of, of of emotion. But at the end of the day, it's going to be the world-class maniac, Eric Young, defending the belt at Bound for Glory. Which is I think be so, so, too. Yeah, but we don't know who's going to be coming. 
And let's just talk about that. We don't know if someone will come out after the main event. And we don't know, of course, who's going to be in the the gauntlet. Call your shot. Actually, to update you, Cody Diener, AC Romero, um, Hernandez, Larry D., uh, and Tommy Dreamer, all signed. Jessica Havoc, right. and Heath. Of and course. Heath Miller. Yep, they're all signed. And so it begs the question, who shows up unannounced at Bound for Glory? Because there is an article that says, more XWE stars to appear at Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. Uh, there might be a surprise or two at Bound for Glory. Uh, if you had a guess... Who shows up? Chris Hero. Really? Wow. Chris Hero. He's, he's been a guy who people have been talking about for a while, wondering where he's at. Mm-hmm. I think he was working. he's working out, getting fit, getting ready, and he's going to be there. And if he is, <coughs> let's just say it this way, death by elbow. Definitely. Uh, where does he make his mark? I think he makes his mark right after the match. There's no other way that they can get him in unless he gets in somehow through that contract, but it's already been signed. He's going to make his impact in the middle or the end of the match. And you know who I think it might be signed? <laughs> who? Here. From NXT, I think it might be um, um, what's her name? And she actually, actually is Chris Hero's girlfriend, Rachel Erling. Rachel Erling shows up at the end of the Knockouts title match to to show up to to, to uh, challenge the winner. I can see that. I mean, Rachel. I've heard rumors that Hero's been being scouted by impact and anthem scouts they've been wanting him he's he's worked everywhere in the world except for impact wrestling right why would he not take that step but who knows he could be getting fit we could see the old chris hero of old all over again definitely it'll be interesting to see i mean i'm excited to see you know what what exactly happens at bound for glory and, uh, you know, the, the surprise appearances. Remember, we could see them part of the uh, Call Your Shot gauntlet as well. We could. We could. We could see maybe the brackets Mike are Canellis. not filled yet. Mike Canellis might show up. He used to be an impact. We might see Aiden English, Akam and Razar, and um, Primo and Epico. I'm trying to see guys that aren't signed yet <laughs> that I can tell. <laughs> And how about There's this a lot? How about this one? A seven foot tall motherfucker that needs a new home? Eric Rowan. Okay. I can see that, but I heard he had contract negotiations with AEW. Okay. Well, you never I know. Mean, you, you never know. Obviously, you never when know. I, when I look at this list, there's very few now that aren't signed. Yes, there's been a, a lot a of them are signed, like 
Curtis Axel and and the ones I mentioned, they're not signed. But but uh, almost everyone is signed. I know you said Leo Rush is signed, and some are taking a break, like Sarah Logan. So it could be a he, possibility. For Leo Rush's example, he's not signed yet. It's been more of a case of where would you like me to go? Right. Where he's been asking people, where would you like me to go? And Impact and MLW have been the two that people have been asking. Awesome. I don't, he's he's not done yet. By any means. Definitely not. No. Well, I think that's it for this week's edition. Um, again, congrats to Diana Perrazzo signing a long-term deal with Impact Wrestling. Uh, that's huge for the division, huge for her as well. And I'm excited for this uh, Saturday, man. We got UFC during the day and, and Bound for Glory at night. And this is definitely a pay-per-view where, you know, anything can happen. Like, they're going to really put, put – all these matches are going to be pretty lengthy. I was really excited for the, the last pay-per-view they did in Slammiversary, and I'm expecting this one to be even more fun and more exciting. It will be. And yeah. I'll be watching, and everyone that's listening, you watch. Oh, yeah. You can't Do wait. Do not miss this. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Chris. Well, thanks again. For listening of course. To podcast, check us out. On Instagram, Twitter, at PWE Enforcer Pod, at Instagram, at Pro Wrestling Enforcer Podcast, and also at Fight Lead as well, the Fight Lead Report. So make sure to check us out. Take care. Take care. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.